0: Big Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6pm, Cork's Red FM.
1: Welcome along to the final Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast of 2021, where did that year go? I'm your host, Jeremy McCarthy, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter using at mccarthy 74 This week's guests in our final podcast of the year include the new Cork Senior Camogie Manager, Matthew Toomey. We'll also hear from one of the busiest people in Cork Camogie circles, County Board Bureau, Louise Weldon. Munster Hockey Bureau, Graham Catchball, talks about Munster's recent under-20 inch provincials and lots more, including the growing popularity of hockey throughout Munster. And we'll also hear from Cork, LGFA under-14 manager, JJ DC on finalising his squad for the coming season, having trialled over 320 different players. That's all to come on this week's Women in Sport podcast, the final podcast of 2021. New Cork Senior Camogie Manager Matthew Toomey spoke to the Big Red Bench about taking on his new role following Paddy Murray's departure. Toomey described how David Fitzgerald has come on board with the Cork Senior Camogie squad for 2022, his plans for the coming season, and much more. Okay, now it's a real thrill here on the Big Red Bench to be joined by the new Cork Senior camogie Manager, Matthew Toomey, who's taking over from Paddy Murray and heading into 2022, looking to build on all the good work that he's been involved in over the last number of years as Cork looks to get back to another all-earned final and maybe even go on better. Matthew, um, hearty congratulations, first of all. It's the first time we've spoken since you've gotten the job. What a lovely moment for you and your family and your club.
2: Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, it's um it's a massive honour. Like obviously just uh, being involved for the last few years, like um it wasn't on the radar, like, but as soon as it was approached about it, like it's something you know, it's been a huge honor, like and it's a massive honour for my club as well, Douglas and uh, obviously the family, Murray and the kids at home, like it's it's fantastic for everybody, like yeah.
1: It is, and the good news for you, Matthew, is you're not coming into this blindly. You've been there with Paddy Murray and that uh, that 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 management and backroom team for, for quite a while now, so you know what's involved.
2: Yeah, I do. Yeah, the like guy started off, I suppose, in twenty fourteen, and it's been just a joy to be with them. But I suppose this year just gone by. Um, it's probably the most positive year I had. Like, just um, I suppose like everything we do with the players, no matter how you, how how you raise the bar, they're willing to go forward Or like, and, and it's, it's it's a testament to them. And I suppose when my name was branded about this job. It was the players kind of definitely drove this with me, just their enthusiasm to, to get going again and you know to, to right the wrongs of last year. So there's an easy decision when you when you speak to the players like that.
1: Yeah, and you, you, you mentioned the players and rightly so. I mean, we've seen, we've even heard here on the big red bench since that all and final loss to Galway. Every single player that we've interviewed from that panel has said the same thing without being prompted. They are anxious to get back, they are eager to work and they want to get going again.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's it's just a testament to them, I suppose, because that's that's where they are. The professionalism, you know, their the desire to you know to be better than what they are. Like, and, and I suppose that's the job we have now in the hand for next year. It's just probably to give them all the tools possible to make them the best players they are, mm. and for them to to know to to go to, with that as
1: well. Like from your point of view matthew you would have seen from the sidelines you would have seen from coaching the the, the level uh, the quality of camogie being played at the very highest end of the senior championship not just by cork but by three or four or five other counties it's at its probably it's at its peak now we're talking peak physical condition we're talking peak like tactics we're talking but the quality of camogie you would have seen not just last year maybe but over the two years is it in- is it getting better um and and what do you expect from 2022
2: yeah, they, they, like I suppose the standards, like again when I got involved in 14, like I, they, like our team was star-studded, and like you know there was no, they, again they, they, there was not they wouldn't do, but the, I suppose the rules of the game were holding them back a bit. <laughs> um, I have to um, mention Paddy Murray, like I, I suppose his professionalism. Drove Cork Komogi up to a new level, but I think the whole Mulgy level as well has gone up because of party Um, like uh, going in, especially this year, I suppose the the two semi-finals, like our game against Kilkenny, was a cracker, and obviously the final was a great game as well. it, it is the tweaking of the rules. It is the players are just going that before further, know physicality and all that, and but their skills level is is, is through the roof as well. So I, I presume next year it'll hopefully be the same. Um, the way the league is working out now, uh, you know we've Kilkenny in the league. And Clare and Nimerick, so they're all going to be good testers for us again. And then the championship, so like they, they, there's I suppose everyone's talking about the top four ourselves, Galway, Cavan, and Tip. But there's more teams. No, a lot of work being done as well. So you was like, no there's no easy game there. We had no easy game last year with Waterford, Stones, and these people. So I presume they're all going to be coming stronger and better again this year as well.
1: Now you're not long into the job, you've only just begun training just pre-Christmas but from your own point of view, um, when you're looking at that National League and, and having a cut off of it, are you more concerned with um, blooding new players and taking a look at them in, in that kind of action or is it something that you just want to have a real crack off the league with what you've the experienced players that you've already got?
2: We 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 actually after talking about this already sort of ourselves, like it's it's we're trying to do a fine line between both. Um, we want to blow them players definitely like we've got a couple of girls onto the panel now. And we want to give them every opportunity to see where they're at, but we haven't won the league in a while, so it is certain, something something certainly is on our radar as well. Um, but, you know it's, it's trying to get the fine balance between the both is be it would be the key. That would be our job to try and do that.
1: Um, from your point of view as an intercounty manager, and it's the same for GA, and it's the same for ladies football, the consistency of refereeing was something that came up an awful lot last year. And you would have seen that on the sidelines with Cork. The interpretation of the rules, Matt, and this is just a general question, it's not just about Cork, but in terms of the interpretation of the rules, I guess you as an intercounty manager and your predecessor and anyone else involved in Camogie, all they're looking for is consistency. And if you can get that next year, you'd have a much better league and a much better championship. Yeah,
2: like I, I, I'd have to say that. Like, there was obviously a few um very uh, prominent decisions made last year that kind of cost games or cost, you know, hmm. possibly like, I suppose, all the suppose the de situation as well. That's disappointing, like, but yeah, if, if you got consistency, be the main thing, um, I think Liz Dempsey did a good enough game. To, to the final final, um, be fair to her, like, but you know, they're, they're on the floor special as well because the, the, there's very grey areas. That even one particular thing that drives me mad even if you know the dropping the hurley is gone no the rules which is I think is good. But even if someone knocks the hurley out of them, if the the, the hurley leaves the player's hand for any particular reasons are free against it, which is I just find baffling. Like but you know things like that I, I hope that the Camogie Association after reviewing these kind of things I can to you know they can address them. You know,
1: just to make it fair all round. Um, and you just mentioned there, like the, the fact that the Cork set up and previously worked under Paddy Murray, like the kind of things that you've come across with consistency of refereeing, with getting to overcoming Kilkenny, to take the step up and become an inter-county manager is not a straightforward one, Matthew. It's something you have to think about because you've got family, you've got club, and you've got life. Life goes on outside of Camogie, whether people believe it or not that they're working in Camogie. Yeah. How much of an influence on your decision were the current players? How much did they? influence you in wanting to take to, to deciding to take the job
2: I, I like obviously you know you have to see what work and family and, and all that first is, you know that's that, mm. that's obviously but as soon as you got the green light with that like the, the players is everything like you know um, like I won't be interested in the, the highlights or anything like that like all in there is, is really for the players like I'm you know i like after working up a great relationship with them and look it's, it's their enthusiasm as soon as the All-Ireland final was over I think it was even the following day they were even questioning, can we go back? And you know that has been constant mm-hmm. um, over the last couple of months. Like you know, before this thing kicked in, But mm-hmm. not they, they're they like they're fantastic. They're like they're a brilliant bunch of people. You know, like they know when to work, they know when to have the laugh, and you know that that's that's oh, they're they're fantastic. Fairness, I'm like that. Uh,
1: um, you've come in at a time you're uh, in Cork Ladies Football. Shane O'Nan has also come in. Um, around the same time to become the new manager there and something he spoke to me about in a recent interview was one, I, I was asking him like what are the main challenges obviously the challenge of becoming inter county manager is not easy but he spoke at length about COVID and r- rather the restrictions around COVID and just trying to lay out the plans of what you want to do over the next couple of weeks and months I mean it's fair to say Matthew all of that is up in the air at the moment because you're waiting on government guidelines but I imagine that's that's probably your biggest challenge initially.
2: Yeah, it is. It's huge. That no one trying to get pitches. Like, but um, yeah, like even, you know, I suppose every team you're listening to, like they are about you know players. are five or six players that are can't train because of this, and and you know the spread of it. It's scary. Um, obviously their safety and all own safety is is, is is number one concern. But um just trying to organise stuff like we just there's an relevant. you know I suppose even with the the news coming on today again like you, you just don't know what the league is meant to be starting in February will it go ahead you know will there be some changes to it we just we just have to drive on as it is but with a very much sense of caution as well right?
1: yeah so it's a sense of just carry on as much as you possibly can with what you can do and just wait then for that advice
2: yeah exactly
1: um, I have to ask you about one member of your management team. I think he's uh, he's attracted probably more headlines than you have uh, since his appointment. And that's the man from Claire Davy Fitzgerald. I mean, everyone has had a say on this, and I, including a lot of people inside and outside of Camogie. Um A couple of things for me. One, this is high profile, which proves that, you know, inter-county GA managers can see the, v- the value of getting involved with somebody like Cork Comogee, which is great for Cork Comogee and great for him, but from your point of view, Matthew, when all the the, the hullabaloo about him taking up the role, Davy taking up the role, die down. What is it about him and his approach to sport, and not just Comogee but GA in general, that w- that made you think this guy could do something for us?
2: Yeah, I, I, I suppose like from twenty twenty and previous fair to the to party Murray, like is like I suppose the management teams he set up, the coaches like Kevin Murray, very hard to replace. So that was kind of the 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 thing in my head, like, you know, if if we want to succeed, we have to try and match it, if not, try and better it, which would be very hard to do. Um obviously like David Fitzgerald, like he's just a bundle of energy, his his experience, you know, his knowledge. But like as you say, he was there wasn't too much of a, a, a conversation with him about getting involved. It was very easy for him. You know, he, see, he sees these players as lead players. You know, one of the top teams in in the country in 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 their sport. You know, he like he heard about him. He was huge in part of this uh, in in getting Davy involved. So it's massive credit to her. But he sees this as, a, as an opportunity for something different. Um we all know, like was meant to get the Galway job and it didn't work out, but. Um, I think it's a huge thing for for us, for our players. Like even since he's been involved, no, you just know, it's, it's, it's been it's been brilliant. Like it's been fresh bread air. Um, but like it's, it's it's a massive statement to the Camogie Association as well. Like that a, a person of this caliber, it, it is willing to come involved with the Camogie team, and I think it's a huge statement. You know, it's it's it, I, I'm hoping they can progress from this with with everybody, not just Cork, but of course, I'm only one concerned about Cork, but. The, but the game itself, kind of, can, you know? Can can we kind of push on with this now as well? As
1: How have the players taken to him um, so far? I know he hasn't been in for very long.
2: Uh, very good. Yeah, we, were, we we had a training session last night. You no, know, one like obviously you can't talk out of school, but it was very entertaining. Put it that
1: way. <laughs> I would imagine the banter was flying both directions. Is that correct?
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, well that so sounds... it, it, the First time we saw Ashley Thompson quite in a long time. <laughs> <of his day. laughs>
1: Okay, well, there's a ringy endorsement. Um, yeah. Just finally, Matthew, look, it's 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 coming up to Christmas. I know you're gonna you're looking forward to Christmas to be at home with your family. Next year is going to be hectic, to put it mildly. But this is something that you've aspired to. Something you've gotten. It's a role and a job that you've gotten on merit. Now, you know, you haven't been just been plucked out of a, a list. Of, a lot of people were interested in this. You've gotten it on merit. Is it something, there's a lot happening at the moment, as COVID and everything, so it's a difficult time to be an inter-county manager, but is it something you're looking forward to and is it something that you think you can actually enjoy when the time comes around?
2: Yeah, I think that, I suppose, when we were growing up, I suppose I aspired to be manager of the senior hurling team, which I got. Like I mean, It was fantastic. Like, but like, I'm glad with the camogie I'm after saying a few times, in 2014, and it's just it's taken me over. Um, was it on my radar? No, when it got, the opportunity came, is, it's huge. It's fantastic. Like, I, yeah, I, I do envisage all the work. Like, but I've a fantastic backroom team around me. Um, we're all the same pair, and they're all willing to roll up the sleeves and we, we allocate as much work around as we can to share the load. And um, yeah, I, 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 I'm very excited about the year. You know, um, all these interviews now wouldn't be the top of my list. Like, but look, it's, out, it's out in the fields, you not know, getting to see if we can improve the players. Yeah, A big, big boost to Phil, but not, we'll give it a go anywhere.
1: Well listen everybody here on the Big Red Bench is looking forward to seeing how you get on and supporting you and getting behind the Cork Camogie team in 2022 Thank you very very much for taking the time to talk to us today Matthew and enjoy your Christmas
2: Thank you very much John, same to you Thanks a million The Big Red Bench
0: Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM
1: Cork Camogie PRO Louise Weldon is coming off her first full year in her new role Weldon spoke to the Big Red Bench about how much she is enjoying being PRO, what's in store for next year and Camogie's growing popularity. It has been an incredibly busy year for the Cork Camogie both at club and inter-county level and in the middle of all of that has been Cork Camogie's PRO Louise Weldon and she joins us here on the Big Red Bench. Louise, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Jerry. Thanks for
3: having me. How are you?
1: I'm not too bad, like yourself. I'm quite busy. Um, I would say for PROs everywhere in the county, they're just thankful that Christmas is coming and the new year is around the corner. But from your own point of view, um, it's been an incredibly busy year uh, for Cork Mogi. But as the PRO, how much have you enjoyed the role?
3: It's been it's been challenging, but I have to say I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's um, it's a, it's a huge honour for me and for my club to take on this role. Um, but it has—it's um, it, been an eye opener. But I've learned a lot on the job, and uh, it's been good and really
1: good. How much of what you would have done on behalf of your club, and you can mention your club here, helped prepare you for the intercounty position?
3: Um, I, I suppose I was with Black Rock for seven years before I took up the the county role, and a, a lot of this is the same work. You're dealing with match reports, you're dealing with social media. Um, but it, it's a it's a whole different level. I also did the social media for Shandu and I was involved with with the division for seven years, and taking it up that that next step is um, it's not something you'd understand until you actually get into it. The workload is huge, but on the other side of it, you have a huge amount of support as well, which is great. The yeah. clubs and divisions around the county have been fantastic at every every step of the way
1: has the demand ever been bigger from the likes of myself and other media outlets and newspapers and radio stations louise
3: i i don't think so i i think this year the while the season was condensed i took up the role on the 8th of december last year and i don't think there's been a day possibly christmas day but i don't think there's been a day that we haven't had something to do there has been there's, there's always been something from um I suppose from National Congress onwards, we've had competitions, when will we going to get back on the pitch, getting the clubs ready for um, to be COVID safe and to come back on to training, all of the different changes and the challenges throughout the year to get our inter-county season up and running and then to move on to our, club cha- our leagues and our championship. We promised the clubs we'd give them decent leagues this year and we did. We had 93 teams in action across seven um, grades in adult competitions. And you add in the minors, you add in the underage. It's been it, it's been busy. It's been, um, but the condensed year has added to that, and the challenges that came with that, trying to get matches played and find pitches. It's been it's been a huge task, but I think it's one that everyone stepped up to and uh, took it on. I think it's really good.
1: With that in mind, and because the season, you're right to say, both for Camogie for ladies football and for GAA is so condensed. How important is having access and having your own Castle Road ground?
3: I don't think we'd have been able to um, to run the level of competitions we have run without Castle Road. Hmm. It's a fantastic pitch, a fantastic facility. takes a lot of care and attention, and while there's a huge amount of us involved in doing that, we have uh, we have a, a, a very it's in safe hands below with Joe Quinn, who, who keeps an eye on it day in, day out. Um, but it, it's crucial. It's something that we have to build on and, and move forward with and um, maintain it and improve it as we go on, but it's vital to be able to run for a county the size of Cork and for the 68 clubs that we have, we wouldn't be able to do it without Castle Road.
1: Just when you say it there, Louise, 68 clubs for the county, the size to be the PRO for the whole county. I, I mean, I, I get the impression from having worked with you this year as well, it is full on and that's before we even talk about Intercounty. So, with that in mind, Home Parton actually is a split season. Or is there a split season for a Piro?
3: No, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a short answer. It's, um, but there is huge support there. So, at the start of the year, Dave Keeley would been doing a lot of the PR work last year and um, David from from Ballincollig, and he has been part of the PR team this year so he takes on a share of the workload with me um, Mary Newman is also involved with us and she does a lot of the match reports for us um, between yourself and Linda Melrick the support is great okay so from that side of it we're really we're really covered but then you look at the clubs and the divisions they all come in behind us as well There hasn't been any time during the year that we haven't been able to pick up the phone and say, I need someone to cover this match. Is there any chance? Will you bring the camera? Will you take a few photographs? And nobody has said anything other than, where do you want me and when? and the photographs were sent in be that at the inter-county level um, or uh, at the club level we've a huge amount of support out there and while yeah, 68 clubs uh, it is a big role and there is a lot of work there for me and certainly not on my own with it
1: Yeah it sounds in fairness like you've got a very proactive um, county board and you actually need that no more than ever as you said with everything coming to a head at the end of 2021 and everyone just getting really anxious to get 2022 going
3: Yeah, I mean, I never—I always knew that there was hard work involved in the county board. I never understood exactly how hard. I have the greatest of admiration for for my fellow officers and those who've gone before me. The work they've put in down through the years to bring us to where we are is phenomenal. And as I said, I'd keep you here an hour if I had to explain to you just exactly how much work they do. Um, They are an amazing team. But they are. We if we wouldn't be in the position we are in as a premier county without
1: them. Um, from the intercounty point of view, I have to mention the fact that Cork had a terrific year under Paddy Murray at senior level, and we, we really don't have time to go through all the various underage grades. But it is worth mentioning with Jerry Wallace, especially, and with Donny Daly, with all the people that are involved at that underage level. It's not just the success at underage level, it's the sheer volume of girls looking to play camogie for Cork now. Again, the demand to try and get onto an inter-county panel has never been stronger and that increases demand on the PRO to get information out about matches, about championships. So there's a huge amount of work going on off the pitch as well as on the pitch with Cork Inter-county this past year
3: there is and i suppose we're we're very lucky and i personally have to thank poddy mark jerry and donny they've all been fantastic to me this year they've all been very accommodating as have all their management teams um whatever information i needed or wanted they just provided it so it was good that way but they are leading by example they're going to be poddy's going to be a tough act to follow um i know he's a, he's handing over to matthew and he the seniors are in good hands there um, Jerry is staying on our intermediate management is is in the process of being um, looked at this week and next week I believe and um, Joni's coming in again for the 16 so we're in good hands and we're in a I suppose, safe hands and and you're right there are a huge amount of girls now and looking for trials and looking to be considered and going out there and giving it their best shot every match they're playing um, and, and those, those coaches are at those matches as well which is great to see
1: yeah, there's, there's quite a lot of interaction. I've also found from covering over the last couple of years, just at underage level, there's huge interest in it to see how the teams are going, as you said, in the panels and the trials. Could I also mention one other individual who I think is going to cause you an awful lot of work this year, and I mean that in the nicest possible sense, and that's Mr. David Fitzgerald. I mean, the fact that somebody with his reputation and his calibre of coach is involved and interested in getting involved with Matthew at senior level that's an endorsement not just of Cork Komogi but Camogie in general Louise
3: It is and I think it's huge recognition for the girls and going to be totally biased here the Cork players are a fantastic group there's huge commitment from every single one of them and I think they deserve it you know um, Davies I mean He's a huge bundle, bundle of energy and he is fantastic to be around. He's very enthusiastic. I know the girls are very excited to have him around. And look, it's going to be a great year. It's going to be very exciting to see what he brings.
1: And just finally on that, I mean, obviously you're delighted to get some bit of a break around the Christmas period. <laughs> but the new year will be coming thick and fast. National League won't be long coming around. Underage championships to all the squads will be getting ready and limbering up. You're going to be right back into it again, Louise.
3: Absolutely. So, um, if if I'm right, I think we're looking at the league starting the first weekend in February. That's the hope, mm-hmm. um, albeit restrictions, and, and we'll see how things go with that. But um, if it is like last year, and we have to start the matches without any spectators, it'll be very disappointing. But it, it will be an early start. Um, the girls are out already, so you know we're looking forward to it.
1: Indeed. And listen, uh, on behalf of everybody here in the big red bench, and we can say this honestly, thank you for all your help and all the effort that you've put in and the information that you brought our way this year, not only ourselves, but all the other radio stations and all the other newspapers in Cork. You've made our job a hell of a lot easier. And we look forward to working with you, hopefully all the way into September again. Let's be optimistic next year as well.
3: That's it. And thank you. And I suppose, Jerry, you've made it that bit easier on me coming in this year. And you've always been very supportive. So we really appreciate that. I think the girls deserve it. As I said, I'm totally biased there. But your support from Red FM has been fantastic. So thank you so much.
0: Missed the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM.
1: Monster Hockey PRL Graham Catchball is a busy man as 2021 turns into 2022. Hockey's growing popularity, coupled with increasing success at interprovincial level, means monster hockey is in a healthy state heading into the new year. The, the first, I suppose, underage monster teams that would be developed to be under sixteen level. Um, so there, there are structures below that, that that I suppose get the best players at
0: um, at a younger level together, and I suppose they train and and, and work towards um, the under sixteen team. But the under sixteen team is kind of the first. Uh, inter-provincial level and also national level so girls will be on the under-16s will be tr- uh, monster team would be trying to get into an Irish under-16 team same happens under-18 and this year they've had the the under-20s um, as well so they've kind of it used to be kind of one weekend tournaments that they run but, but because of COVID they've, um, they've split it up this year they've gone um on and put them on um, uh, over the course of the, the season. So the season runs generally September through to, to April. Um, so that, that, that's kind of when then international fixtures are dotted throughout it, plus most international tournaments then would be um, during the summer.
1: What's the level of interest like, Graham, in terms of at those ages, 16 and 18, or like with other sports as well as yourselves, i say it's difficult to get girls to keep playing at that age, there's lots of other things happening in their lives. But in terms of trialing and in terms of making those teams, I mean, how how popular is it?
0: Um, it would be very popular. Um, like I suppose hockey has seen a bit of growth, definitely in the in the, in the last while, particularly on the on the girls' side. Um, the the, the Irish women doing so well, I suppose, over the last couple of years, definitely contributed to that. Um, and 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 particular, I suppose, you know, are seeing kind of schools in, in, in Munster that wouldn't have played hockey before take it up as well, which is which is really encouraging. Um, we're, so we're seeing the numbers really skyrocket, um, so much so that I suppose there's quite a few clubs in Cork and Limerick are probably at the point where they're, they're almost having to turn people away um, or put them on waiting lists. So it, it's incredibly popular at the moment.
1: That also brings an extra overhead for the Munster Hockey Association in terms of organising squads, in terms of organising matches and officials. But you've had a lot of good programs that have been running throughout the year. Um, you need that. You need those kind of support networks really to keep it all going.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I suppose that the branch has been, I suppose, very active in that, and um, certainly we, we, you know, the, the, some of the members of the branch have been involved in setting up um, kind of underage academies. Um, and we've had plenty of volunteers involved as well. Um, it doesn't happen without the volunteers, um, so they've been absolutely invaluable. Um, but yeah, we have we have academies set up for Cork, Limerick, and Waterford at the moment, and they're expanding um, all the time. So it's it, it's really encouraging to kind of see those programs um, feed players through to monster squads and then eventually through to the Irish squads.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned the Irish team. I mean, the international team and the women's team, particularly, doing so well—not just re- recently, but over the last number of years. The profile has been raised, and I'd imagine you'd have seen accordingly, as you mentioned, memberships going up all around Munster.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose the most encouraging thing is it—you're it, seeing hockey clubs pop up and pop up in areas where they wouldn't necessarily have been before. So we've recently seen clubs pop up in in County Clare, and and there, there, there's. Definitely, ones uh, popping up around kind of West Cork direction as well. I'm hoping to see a few more um, pop up over the next while. We've um, we've recently got a new um, uh, regional development officer, uh, Sarah murta on board. Um, so certainly, part of her remit is going to be to um, to grow those clubs and make sure that they're sustainable long term, and also look to um, I suppose develop other areas as well that that might have an interest in 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 hockey. Um, always a challenge because you know you you're obviously, you obviously need a a surface or a facility to to, to host hockey, um, but but there's always ways to kind of um, get introductory, um, I suppose, hockey in, you know, started in these in these areas and and grow out there once the interest increases.
1: That's excellent stuff, and as you said, with so many young girls taking up the sport, um, it's excellent to see that growth and uh, at both at, at club and at provincial interprovincial level. The mention of interprovincial, you finished off twenty twenty two with a trip to Connacht. So how did that go for across each of the age grades, and what can we expect in early twenty twenty two?
0: Yeah, so we'll start with the under sixteen group. So the under sixteen group, I suppose, are. Are currently um I suppose they, they they beat um they beat Connacht in their in the in the last game and they they won quite uh, quite comprehensively actually it was uh, I think it was it was six nil, um so so that kind of puts them in a in an interesting position in the table at the moment so they're they're currently second at the moment just behind Leinster, um and Ulster are just behind them with a game in hand so, yeah they they'll, they'll be aiming to I suppose um start uh, twenty uh, twenty two with 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 a with a with a bang i suppose and they take on um they take on ulster which would be the kind of make or break game uh, the the second um the, uh, sorry the the sixth of um sixth of february um so that'll be their kind of um target after christmas um the under 18s are in a very strong position so they've already made the finals weekend um so they, they they're currently sitting top of the table um uh, on eight points having won two and drawn one. and um, they also got the bonus point in that in that draw as well by, by winning the, the, the shootout at the end of the game. So they their next game is on the sixteenth of um 16th i think of, of of january um and they face ulster who are currently second at the moment um so that's that's the next game for them the under 20s then so the, the under 20 tournament was, was was a small bit um i suppose smaller than the, the other two tournaments because ulster um, ulster didn't enter it um due to covid reasons um and unfortunately that the, the monster team lost their last game against um one nil um so their, their, their tournament is over. Um, but hopefully, some of those players would have got spotted by, by Irish coaches and would, would hopefully go, be going for trials over the next while. Um, I, I know the under 16 and under 18 trials have, have started at the moment. And we have, uh, I think it's five under 16s trialing for Ireland at the moment and seven of the under 18s. So that's really encouraging to see.
1: That is excellent. And as you said, the stepping stone, I suppose the pathway is there now for any young girl wanting to get into hockey, that if they're good enough, they'll get spotted and uh, the support network is there to help them all the way through from club to provin- interprovincial and on to international.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I suppose with, with more schools playing playing the sport, naturally clubs will link in with the schools. And you, you probably see, see quite a, a few, I suppose, um, schools link closely with some of the clubs um, around. Uh, Cork, Limerick, and Waterford at the moment, um, and and the club scene at the moment is you know I suppose Munster clubs are doing quite well at the moment. Um, I know we're we're probably struggling a small bit in, in, in ey one at the moment where Harlequins are are currently sitting bottom of the, the table there, but they have a good young team coming through there. it might not happen for them this year, but certainly certainly they've got a good cohort there to to carry them through the next couple of seasons. Um, Catholic Institute are playing that small bit better in, in, in EY1. I think they're currently sitting in, in, in the top the top four places, um, which will be their target for the for the, for the season ahead. Um, in the Munster League then it's it's nip and tuck really between UCC and, and, and Church of Ireland. Um, so there was a game two weeks ago where, where, where it's Church of Ireland beat um beat UCC four three, which means they're both sitting on top of the table at Christmas with 18 points from seven games. Um, the rest of the clubs are chasing, I suppose, Waterford have been maybe the surprise package this year. Uh, they're currently sitting in third at the moment, and then Ashton and Bandon are close behind them. Um, but they're, they're all doing well on the national front as well, I suppose. A lot of the clubs, um, Ashton, for example, are true to the Irish Hockey Trophy um, semi-final. Um, they'll be playing that, I think, in, in March time next year. Um, so they'll be travelling to Rafal and Donegal to play that match.
1: Well, that's an excellent roundup, up, but thank you very much for that. That's as comprehensive as you can ask from a PRO. I would imagine uh, yourself that have after such a busy year, it sounds like things are going to be even busier in twenty twenty-two. And we and the Big Red Bench look forward to catching up with you again and Monster Hockey and keeping an eye on how all those teams and the interprovincials are going.
0: Super, thanks very much, Chair. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM.
1: New Cork LGFA Under-14 manager JJ DC and his backroom team held trials for over 320 girls recently. DC has settled on a squad of 30 players for the 2022 Ladies Football Under-14 Munster and All-Ireland series and spoke to the Big Red Bench about a big year for Cork LGFA Underage Football. Now, new Cork LGFA Under-14 Inter-County manager JJ DC joins us um, ahead of 2022 and what will be a very busy time, we hope, COVID-dependent for the underage structures in Cork. JJ, you're very welcome to the Big Red Bench. Thanks, Jeff. Um, Congratulations on uh, taking up the new job. It's uh, quite a, a demanding role, as you've probably guessed already. What has been happening over the last couple of weeks, uh, October, November and December?
4: Well, we've been um, going through our trials process. We had um, over 320 girls applied. So um, we did our best to give every girl two trials. Um and um, we had a, a number of other follow-on trials soon after that as well to bring our panel down to thirty, which is where we are from this week onwards.
1: Yeah, and that panel of thirty that you've announced, it's got quite a diverse number of clubs involved from all over the county.
4: Yes, yes. We have, um, I think it's 23 clubs represented. Um, so we have a good spread um, from north, south, east and west, as they say.
1: Um, your view of the talent of the quality of footballer that you would have come across through those trials at this at under 14 level what's the talent like in the county
4: I found the standard very high Um, some very exciting young players out there Um, you know we're really looking forward to 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 coaching them over the next couple of months and seeing where the journey takes them but you know standard very very impressed with the standard um, coming in from all the divisions, um, through the trials process.
1: Yeah, it just shows you the popularity of ladies football right now, JJ. If you're attracting 300 and over 300 girls to a trial process for an under 14 team, that's phenomenal going.
4: Yes, yes, it was, um, it was a, it was, a, it was an eye opener, really, for somebody who was first time involved in it. and um, there was a lot of, um, organizing in it. Um, but it was a, it was a good fun process and um, we've got a an awful lot of positive feedback from, from parents and girls, even from parents and girls who weren't successful in making the panel. You know, that they, they enjoyed the process, they enjoyed the chance to, to show us what they could do. Mm. And um, we're, we're we're very pleased with the final panel that we've put together.
1: Yes and it's going to be a busy time for them but from your point of view and your management team's point of view covid now and what covid may or may not restrict you to it's not it, that that that's another level of difficulty not just for you but for any intercounty manager at the moment because we don't know what the immediate future holds into the new year I assume you're just going to plan as best you can and and work around those restrictions
4: Yes we've our, we've our, um we've our plans in place for training or training days etc in place um we're we have it in the back of our mind, of course, that at any stage it could be brought to a complete stop. Um, we know that. We'll, we'll keep it in our COVID guidelines and we'll keep going um, as as far as we can. Um, and we, we hope, you know, maybe for a for a, a bit of luck that um, these competitions will be allowed to continue. Um, even if, you know, we come into even tighter restrictions than what's probably being announced over the next couple of days. We hope that um, you know that we can keep the, the squad together and, and, and keep them keep, keep them going throughout throughout January and February and March, and hopefully we'll be into better times then coming out the other side of that.
1: Indeed, and just from your own point of view, I mean, obviously the the format for the Under 14 Championship it's yet to be it's yet to be absolutely nailed down in terms of Munster, but from the national point of view, I assume it'll be blitz format like it is at Under 14, and then if you can and if you're successful, you move on to the national stages.
4: Yes, yeah. Blitz, Blitz format to, to qualify us. So you qualify platinum, gold, silver, etc. And um, you um, you uh, you move on from that then to a knockout. Games to be decided under the um, scenario up to the final, if you're lucky enough to get so far.
1: And you'll be hoping to be lucky enough to get that far. But I mean, from your own point of view, JJ, it's it's obvious that there's a lot of talent in Cork, but the under-14 grade is... you. Annually, one of the most competitive of the underage grades, including under 16 and minor. There's an awful lot of good players out there in Munster, let alone around the rest of the country.
4: Yes, you know, it, it's. you can see that the, the amount of girls involved in the, in the trials here in Cork alone shows you how popular it is, and that's the same in every county. And, um, you know, there'll be a lot of tough challenges ahead. There have been over the last number of years in all grades, and under 14 is is, is, is no different.
1: Um, you're finding the job very busy role, I would imagine, JJ, <laughs> at the moment. But are you enjoying it?
4: I am. I'm enjoying it. You know, I've um, I've uh, I've uh, I've, uh, I've a nice coaching staff with me this year, and um, you know, we're we're excited to to get going. We're we're um you know we're we're looking forward to it big time. We're fingers crossed that COVID won't put a put a halt to us. And um, yeah, we, we are, we're really looking forward to to working with the girls. We've had the panel together now, and last Wednesday night and um, you know yeah, it's great they're, you know, they're all excited the girls themselves are excited about what's what's ahead of them so you know we'll, we'll start the journey and we we'll hope it will take us right up to the end of of, of of June but sure we'll see where it goes
1: Excellent stuff well JJ we'll be following you every step of the way on the Big Red Bench we wish you all the luck and we will talk to you in the new year Thanks very much John. That's it for another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast Remember to subscribe to The Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also listen online at redextra.ie. Don't forget to tune in to The Big Red Bench with Rudy O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan and Valerie Wheeler between 6 and 7pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday. Follow The Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website redfm.ie.
0: The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM.